Welcome to the Pascal Ngwe Podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered as you listen to the Word of God. We've been talking about offense. Offense. What is offense? You see, offense is a wound in your heart. Or shall I say a wound in your soul? Nobody knows it. If you are wounded here now, physically, we cannot see it. And we take action immediately. We rush you to the clinic. We bring a plaster. We do something because you are offended. I mean, you are hurt. But offense is a wound, but you cannot see it. It's a wound inside. The same way when you get cut outside, you bleed. When you've been offended, you are cut inside. And you start experiencing what we call internal bleeding. Offense is a wound on the inside. If, if I have to make it as simple as possible is that when you are offended, there's a wound inside of you. Nobody sees it, but you are feeling pain. Nobody sees the blood, but you are bleeding. You are bleeding. And the thing is affecting you. It's actually affecting you. The same way a physical wound will cause you to start leaping. And you know, it will, it will change your movement. It will affect you. you. You will sit down for a few days sometimes, depending on how the wound, how deep the wound is. Equally, offense. Depending on how deep it is. It can affect the whole course of your life. Somebody get wounded physically, get paralyzed. For the rest of his life, he can never walk again not like everybody. Equally, people can get so offended that it affects their whole life. If nothing is done about it. We saw last week that offense will come. Luke 17 verse 1. Jesus said to his disciples, offenses will certainly come. In other words, opportunities to be wounded in your soul will come. Opportunities to be hurt will come. No matter how good a person you are, no matter how loving you are, no matter how caring you are, in fact, the more caring, the more dangerous it can be for you actually. The more you are caring, the more you are easily prone to offense. Jesus is telling us that offenses will certainly come. You can take precautions, but you cannot stop offenses from coming to you. I was telling you last week that no matter how nice your relationship looks right now, either with your sister or with your mother, 
or with your beloved. I don't know. But there's somebody you are relating with at the moment. And probably it is looking very good. A friend, you are relating nice with them. You know, you really like them and they like you. Congratulations. It's a good thing. I, I feel good for you. And I thank God that you found love. And that, you know, finally, somebody has seen you and has shown interest towards you, either at the level of a friendship or of a love relationship. But I promise you, as nice as that thing looks today, I promise you, you will be surprised. Tomorrow, it will change. It will change. I cannot say exactly when it's going to happen, but I can tell you 100% it's going to happen. Yes. Yes, it's going to happen. Today you like Pastor Pascal. Today you are saying Pastor Pascal is a good pastor. He preaches the word of God. He likes to tuba. And, 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 and it's true. And you are right. But I promise you, you'll be surprised how tomorrow, you yourself again, you will turn and say, that guy, you, you will not even say Pastor Pascal. You say, that, that man, that man, that man, that man. I don't even want to see him. This is what happens every day. This is what happens every day. Yeah. I've had people who say to me, Pastor, you've changed my life. I thank God I met you. If I didn't meet you, my life was going to go this way. The very same person turns around. Say, Pastor, that pastor, he's the worst thing that ever happened to me. Meeting him was the worst thing that ever happened to me. The same person. Pastor, I love this church. What a wonderful church. I love this church. It's so nice. Everybody is nice. And you are right. But tomorrow, tomorrow, something will come. And then when it hits you, the beast in you will come out. You will block me. You will block Pastor Pumi. You will exit all the groups that you have entered. Once offense is working, you will be surprised that the person that is exiting the group was happy in the group before. They were happy in that group. But now they are exiting the group. What has happened? Offense has happened. So you better listen to what I'm teaching because if you don't listen carefully, when it starts happening to you, you will not believe it is happening to you. It's happened. Offense. Jesus is saying, offenses will certainly come. Like an opportunity to feel hurt or to even be hurt is going to happen to you. Yeah. Right in that family. You see how your family looks nice? Everybody is so happy. Family reunion. 
It's nice. But I tell you, in that very same family, people will, rip, will pull out their bazookas and they start shooting at each other. Po, 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 po. AK-47. You will not believe that it is the same family. It's the same family. It's the same family. Because Jesus says, offenses will certainly come. Offenses will certainly come. Doesn't mean your family is bad. No. And that's what people don't understand. When something goes wrong in a relationship, they feel, no, this is wrong. No, there's nothing wrong. Jesus is that's how it is. That's how it is. And, and this is the unfortunate part. When something goes wrong, people do what? They leave. As if living will solve the problem. Living has never solved the problem. Go and ask the prodigal son. He didn't like the father's house. He left. Did he solve the problem? He rather got worse and had to come back. Now, living usually creates an illusion. I'm no more around these people that hurt me, so I feel better. It's a deception. He said, you didn't solve the problem. You just hid it. Like to hide something. You didn't solve it. You, you put it under the carpet. And you are just waiting for the next person. Yeah. Once you start living, get ready to live for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. No, get ready to live because everywhere you go, it will repeat. Because God never intended for you to solve offense by living. God wants, God, there's a way you deal with offense. Living is not the solution. Do you know how many times I've been offended in my family? My God. I think even two days ago, they hit. But I haven't left the family. You learn to live. You learn to survive. You learn to understand certain things. And you learn to forgive. You learn to grow. Learn to grow. And I'm telling you this order. You will never have a genuine relationship till you die because there's nobody who is perfect out there. My brother, nobody is perfect. Listen. Anyone you start dating or anyone you start relating with will offend you. Either intentionally or unintentionally, they're going to hurt you. And if your type is, as soon as you offend me, I dump you. Sorry. Then you'll have to live alone. And you'll be surprised, you'll offend yourself. So now, what will you, what will you now do? Will you dump yourself? <laughs> what will you do? Because I get it. Sapo offended me. I damned him. Tabang offended me. I damned her. Neo offended me. I damned her. Now I'm by myself. I don't trust anybody. Then before they last, Pascal offends Pascal. Then what do you do then? No. This month, God is going to teach you 
What to do when you are offended? How to handle yourself when you are offended? There's a way to behave when you are offended. And if you learn how to do it, eh, I'm telling you, you will survive any offense. You will survive it. You will survive it. It's just that you don't know yet what to do. And so you are thinking the right, the only way to survive is to run away. But there are other ways. Amen. Amen. So what is offense? Offense is how easily things get to you. How easily things get to you. That's offense. Things get to you easily. Yeah, you were mocked, you were going to the street and you greeted this person, they greeted back. You greeted the other one, they didn't greet you back. And that got you to you. You know, I remember when I started learning how to drive. If I give you the ride of the way and you don't do this thing, I feel like I should come and overtake you again. And I realized it's getting into me that I gave you the ride of the way and you are not saying thank you with the hazards. How easily things get into you. You greet a person, they don't greet back. And you get messed up. I'm no more happy. Why didn't he greet me back? Who does he think he is? And who does he think? Who does she think she is? I take my time, I greet her, she doesn't greet me back. How easily things get into you. You remember the birthdays of everybody. When it is your birthday. 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 People are calling you to ask for money. They are asking. In fact, they don't even know. That is, they are, you know, I, I need some. <laughs> I can ask my birthday today. How easily things get into you. Mm? This is how we get affected. Yeah, you come to church right at the door there. Mama doesn't remember your name. They'll say, oh, sister, sister, sister. She say, ah, yes, last week I told her my name. The, the week before I called her, and she still calling me sister, sister. Is my name sister, sister? Is my name sister, sister? This is my last day in this church. Is my name sister, sister? But when she sees Re- Rebecca, oh, Reeves, welcome to church. But when it's sister, 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 I'm a sister, sister. How easily things get into us. When pastor was greeting, he didn't greet me. And I was smiling at him. He didn't do anything. It's, it's like he, he was not seeing me. And I kept trying to draw his attention. And I was trying to improve the smile. Now, me Campbell smile. I did a bit of Beyonce smile. I did a bit of, uh, who else? Rihanna smile. I tried, I tried. But he's still not, he's like, I don't exist. How easily things get into us. I want you to think about it. As you are sitting here this morning, you are maybe angry at somebody. But if you think about what is making you angry, is it really that important? I have to think about it. Is it that important? I sent him an SMS at WhatsApp last night. He saw it. He hasn't answered. 
He blue ticked me. And it hasn't answered. And these days, WhatsApp has come with these things where somebody can be seeing your messages that he's not seeing your messages. I think WhatsApp is pulling away from offense. People are crying that I don't want to answer certain people, but they are aware I saw their messages. So WhatsApp said, okay, I understand. Just touch it, touch it, touch it. You will see the message, but they will never know you saw the message. It's because of offense. Me, I'm still a blue took old school. But people today have improved. There's a guy, if you check his last scene, last scene was November 2022. But he's talking to me right now, right now. I ask myself, what's happening? These are people that are protecting themselves from offense. Yeah. They're protecting themselves. No, and I see, I see that I can, you can, if you send me a message, you see, I blue ticked you. But if you, if I send you a message, it's still gray. Hey. Yet they are replying the messages. People are protecting themselves from offense. Are you with me? How easily things get to us. How a blue tick can tick something in your spirit. And then you are no more the same person. Mm. So today's message, quickly, seven things that can offend you. There are are a lot of things that can offend us, but I want to mention quickly seven that will offend you. And you need to prepare yourself against these ones. Seven things that can offend you. The message is available on YouTube and Facebook. So I'm just going to, just as you know, I just give you the general points. I want you to become a 21st century church. And I want ABC Kalanyone to be the greatest church present on YouTube. Now, if you go on YouTube, ABC Kalanyone say, this is our pastor. We are here. 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 This is our pastor. Are you with me? John 6 says 61. Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, does this offend you? By that we know that certain things can offend you. And we need to know which of these can offend you. Quickly, number one, being corrected can offend you. Being corrected. And you think about it. Corrected. Correction. Is, I get it? We are making something correct. That is incorrect. We are trying to make it correct. But you'll be surprised. As you are trying to make it correct, people are offended. Being corrected offends us. Now be honest. Daddy calls you, and your brother is there, your sister is there, and he's blasting you in front of everybody. Then after they say, thank you, daddy, I love you so much. You are the best dad in the world. No, you don't feel good about it. Eh? Do you feel good about it? Nobody feels good about it. Correction 
usually offends us. Even when we know what is being said is true, we are still offended. And that's true. I mean, like, you know that what the person is saying is actually true. But still, eh, you will look for something to be offended. Yeah, yeah, he's saying the truth, but the way he was speaking, actually, I didn't like the way. It's actually the way he was speaking. You know, and the words he, the words he was using. And I mean, those are words you are using yourself every day. But now, now that they are using them on you, you are offended. Okay, you guys, you don't like the message. Now you, are, you, are not, <laughs> you are no more happy. But it's being corrected offends us. Why? Number one, we are correct. When we are offended, we are, we are, when we are corrected, we are offended because number one, you find that we are immature. Meaning, an immature person is a person, when you correct them, they feel you don't love them. They feel, ah, the so-and-so did this yesterday, you didn't, you didn't do anything. Now it's me, you are, you, are, you, are, you are speaking like this. So they perceive correction as hatred. You don't love me. So when a person is immature and you correct them, they perceive it like you hate me. Yet it is the reverse. I actually love you. That's why I'm speaking. If I didn't love you, I would be very quiet. I let you fall. Mm. The second reason why people are offended when they are corrected, they are deceived. Why, are they, why am I saying they are deceived? Because they don't think there's something wrong with them. The Bible says that every man proclaims his own goodness. Brother, when you wake up in the morning, you do your hair nice. Do you see there's something wrong with you? Ah. So when you now come here and then I'm saying, ah, but what is this? Ah, is, what, what, I mean, what, what is wrong? With what is wrong with this guy? What is wrong with this guy? How come he, he never sees? I mean, like, what is wrong here? I mean... I mean, look at Rip. She did a nice hair, nice earrings, and the earrings are matching. And, and, then, and then I'm not saying anything about that. I just said, what is this? What type of glasses are this? And immediately, I'm offended. Because I feel there's a lot of good things about me. And you are not saying them. Yeah. So we are deceived. We feel we are good we are nice people. If you've noticed, when you are relating a story, that happens. And you know you fell. Like you were running and you fell and you even rolled three times. You get it? And other things happen. When, when you reach that part of the story, where you, where you slipped and you fell and you rolled three times and your legs open like this, huh? you know when you reach that part of the story, you just say, and something happened and then you continue the story. It's true. It's true. We, we, you just said something happened. And you continue the story as if nothing happened. But if it was another person that fell in the role, ah, you say, now, nah, listen carefully. I'm about now to tell you what actually happened. Ah! Then you start giving the details. How he fell. You give slow motion. How he fell. And how he rolled. And he rolled. And the legs flew on the air. When it is us, we hide our faults. So human beings don't 
likes exposing their faults. And they don't like it when you expose their faults. They don't like it. I'm helping you this morning. You, know, you see, even when you want to correct your little brother, always remember what I'm about to tell you. that He will not like it. So take your time. He can hate you forever. He can hate you. Because he doesn't like the fact that you are correcting him. So, first of all, that's why we, you shouldn't correct if you haven't laughed first. Because laugh will remind the person, no, but he loves you. So, so he's, he's, you see, but if you haven't loved the person and you are just blasting, they will, cons- they will perceive it as hatred. Because already correction is hard in itself. Number three, why do we find it hard to receive correction? We are pr- when you are pride, proud, when you are proud, you don't receive correction easily. When there's pride in your heart. And how do you know there's pride in my heart? Simple. When you are corrected, you feel you are personally attacked. You take it as a person that this guy is attacking me. They're attacking me. You, you feel like somebody hates me. They, they are they're attacking me. Meanwhile, they're attacking the problem, not you. But you feel it's me they're attacking. It's pride. It's pride. So, correction will offend you. But when you are corrected, try to focus on what the person is saying. Ask yourself, is there some truth in what they are saying? yourself, could it be that what they are saying is true, but I was blinded? Don't just say, no, 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 I I, I don't like it, no. Just listen. Just listen. How do I know you are growing in your ability to receive correction is that when you are being corrected, you are not waiting for your turn to answer. You know those people, when you are talking, they 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 are just... They are waiting for their turn so they can answer back. So they are not listening to you. They are waiting for their turn. They are not hearing anything you are saying. They, are, they block you. I, 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 don't, I, I think I'm talking to Angel this morning. These people, they don't know such things. Because you already know this is what happened and you, don't, you feel they don't know the real story. They are just talking, talking. You can't wait to tell them the real story. So you are not listening. You are waiting for your turn to explain yourself. When you are like that, when you are like that, you are not ready to be corrected. Correction will not work. It will offend you. When you are the type, when you are being corrected, after you are corrected, you say, okay, you know, thank you for what you you, you said, but it's just that you, you... Once you hear, it's just that. Once you hear, it's just that. Look, you've canceled everything that was said. You've canceled it. Meaning you are justifying yourself. You are giving reasons why you did what you did. So you are certainly not receiving the correction. You are not receiving the correction. But correction is good for you. Why? Why? Correction makes you correct. 
makes you correct. Who wants to be incorrect here? Everything you want to be incorrect, 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 incorrect. I saw some people they want to be incorrect. <laughs> Even this side. Let, but can I tell you something? Correction makes you how? Correct. 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 It is hard, but it makes you correct. So when you start loving correction, you become a person that will be correct in many things. Mm. Even like I'm teaching this morning, I'm trying to make you correct. Correct. I was listening to my father and the minister, Bishop Dag. He said, many ladies don't get married. Do you know why? Because they don't smile. It's, it's a small correction. But, 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 but you see, you can't really say, hmm, was that smile all the time? Was that smile all the time? Is, is it how life is? Do you think I can just get hey, a smile on everybody? I'm out of Jerry. So you are now fighting. You are now fighting the thing. Yet they are trying to make you what? Correct. No, but, 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 but when I thought about it, I realized the reason I married my wife. Have you seen my wife smile? No, it's a killer. It's a killer. Kill Bill. Kill Bill one and two. That's the type of smile you are dealing with there. Even Tom Cruise cannot survive it. Even uh, 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 Richard Jane, all these guys. Especially John Lennon, John, John Legend, John Legend. Stupid boy. That guy. He, he, he. No, 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 no. I was in my house. I was in my house. And I feel I'm competing with John Legend in this house. The man is in America. But I'm competing with him in the house. The way my wife talks about John Legend, I became angry. She has never spoken like this about me. So I started hating that brother. John Legend, forgive me wherever you're going ahead. I didn't like you. But, but you see, a little smile, a little smile. You say to them, smile. When you go out, smile. When you talk, smile. What, what do you want? No. Are you a pig? Are you a pig? No. No. Tell your sister, smile, 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 smile. It's nice when you smile. It's beautiful. If they don't smile, tickle them, tickle them until they smile. A little bit. Come on. Hallelujah. It's a little correction. And you can get offended to say, this man, he doesn't even know me. Doesn't know what I went through. Doesn't know what people did to me. No. But that correction... Can save you a future. Save you a future. 
Smile. And smiles works. Ooh, they work. They work. When somebody is coming in front of you, just smile. You just smile. They will melt like wax. Even your manager at work, when your manager is very angry and he's coming, say, you know, say, you are right. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm, I mean, Irino. Then you just say, okay, don't do it again, eh? Then that's it. But the manager is saying to you, so, mm. Then it becomes John Cena against Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to be nice, I tell you. And you know you cannot see John Cena. So you are finished. For the time I have, let me give you another one. Being rejected can offend you. Being rejected. Being rejected. Being rejected can offend you. John 1 verse 11. He came to his own and his own people did not accept him or they did not receive him. Being rejected. It will affect you. Jesus didn't go to other. He came to his own people. Rejection hits hard because you feel you deserve to be here. You feel you're supposed to be here. These are my people. This is my group. But my group doesn't want me. My group doesn't want me. I'm in the group, but they don't want me. Hmm? Are you here? Rejection is a feeling of not belonging. Not being part of the group. There's a group, but you're not a part of it. Yet you want to be a part of it. Hey, this thing hits hard. Very hard. You feel like, man, what, what is going on here that I can't flow with this? I try, I try. Okay, everybody has tattoo. I also get a tattoo. But I bring my tattoo still. I'm not, the way they flow is not the, the way they flow with me. Okay, she's cop. Everybody, she, okay. I go, I do she's cop. Even though I, even though I like my hair, I go and do my she's cop, I come. I'm trying, I'm trying. But it's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. Anybody has been rejected here? It's painful. It's very painful. Rejection is a feeling of being left out. You are left out. It's a rejection. It's a feeling of being outside while you are looking inside. Have you seen yourself? You are outside the house and something else is happening inside the house and you are looking through the window. You wish you were inside. You are outside, but you are looking inside. This one, 
Aye. Ah, this one is not nice. Ah, it's not. This one, no, it's not nice. Mm -mm. I don't wish anybody rejection. You know, one of the reasons why rejection hits us is because God created us to be people who belong somewhere. Like, we feel fulfilled when we are accepted. Do you get it? Like, when, when you wanted to be here and you are not here, and you see and, and you are not feeling like you are forcing yourself, and like you are genuinely accepted, you feel very fulfilled. Even if you are not getting anything, but you are just feeling, you feel fulfilled that, no, this is my group. This is my group. I'm relating with them. We are flowing together. I tell you, nothing is more painful than you feeling that this is my group. But then the group is saying, you know, you are not with us. We, we don't like you. We don't like you at all. Now, the bad thing about it is that they usually don't say it openly. But you just hear that, ah, where were you yesterday? Ah, what was happening yesterday? Ah, but yesterday we were in so-and-so's house. Ah, nobody told me. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, then you just cool yourself, okay. Ah. You go home that day, but you are, you are hurt. I mean, there was a meeting, and they show you the pictures, and these are good things, and you were not even told about it. Is it nice? It's never nice. That's rejection. It hurts. Badly. And you're going to be rejected. I, 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 I'm just trying to prepare you. Because you will be rejected. Jesus came to his own. And his own did not receive him. So you too will enter a group that you feel this is my group. But the group will not like you at all. This is how you know you have set yourself up for rejection. Like, don't be surprised when you are rejected in this case that I'm about to give you now. When you are in a relationship of three friends. So, it's when it's Sepang, it's Lesejo, the three of you. I'm sure you realize that any group of three, one will be odd. Always. Oh, you are new. You didn't know, ne? No, you are new. You are new to the school. One will always be odd. Always. No matter how you try, you will be surprised that Sepang and Lesejo, for some reasons, and you are the one who started the group. <laughs> You, you started the group and you brought Sepan, you brought Lesejo. But for some strange reason, the chemistry between Lesejo and Sepan flows more than with you. No, you guys are new. I think you are still, you are still on your way. The things I'm talking about are higher. But you find that. You, you, and maybe, maybe that's why you are so hurt. I'm, help, I'm helping you understand that there is a relationship that you have and you are three. And that's why you are hurt constantly because you see, this guy flows more with this one and you don't have anybody. As soon as they, as soon as they come, the three of you come together, you see the conversation has, is going more this way. You are always the one listening. It goes more this way. And you just go and get them drinks 
and then you, you go and make popcorn and you try to make it look like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. They are making a lot of noise, but they just flow naturally. I mean, they don't, they don't fall, they don't fight, they don't, like, they don't force it. It's natural. But with you, you have to always, yeah. There's a sister who told me years ago, she says to me, whenever I find myself in the car with this person, I don't want a moment of silence because it makes me feel I'm not being a good friend because whenever they are with the other person they are talking they can talk from here till Deben non-stop so when I'm also in the car with them and, and, and it's me and her I want to keep that level of you know that, that performance that they, we mustn't have a dropping moment where it's quiet I don't want it to look like I'm boring. Right now, Pastor Atuba. You see the one I'm saying? Uh, uh, that one. That's the one. That's actually the one. That's the one. That's the real one. That's the real one. <laughs> yeah, because this is real things that happen to us every day. Every day. When you're in a group of three, two will flow more. If you're lucky, it will be you and the other person. Bad luck to the other person. That is always the one chasing the wind. Mm. You're always behind. Information reaches you late. You know about the party one hour before. <laughs> and through, through, through a friend, I. And, and, and they just flow. And it's like, hey man, sorry man. Ah, man that's not a big deal, man. Ah, just, ah, it's not a big deal. Come, 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 let's go. It's not a big deal. What do you mean it's not a big deal? You guys were speaking. You didn't tell me. But I must just flow. Hey, you will go there. You will drink. You will get drunk. And think, people think you are enjoying. Yet you are actually hurt. You are hurt. And you are the one using your money most of the time. That whole thing. You can't pay tight. You can't pay tight. Because you are trying to maintain people that don't want you. And this is the nature of human beings. We seem to always be more drawn to those who reject us. We feel an obligation to prove a point to them that we are nice people. They are missing out. Why are they rejecting me? Don't they know who I am? You feel the need to prove to them. And in that process, the people that are actually accepting you, you take them for granted. Like the church. The church that celebrates you, the church that loves you, you take the church for granted. You don't value us. Yet, a friend out there that doesn't care about you. Doesn't care about you. My son usually uses my phone for his conversations. And one time, I, I went through a conversation with some people. I know this is not a good friend for my son. Because I could feel where the pool is. The pool is more this side. You come this side. Yeah. And I come and say, you know, when you are not accepted somewhere, just move. Don't stay there. 
you will die there trying to prove I should be here. The guy, he asked my son, my son sent me, my son said, hello, and the, my son mentioned his name. He replied, who the hell is this? That's how he, that's, that's how he replies to a person that is greeting him. Who the hell is this? A small boy, I mean, I'm talking about children. I said, no, you see, this, this particular friendship is not good for you. You will have to prove yourself here till you die. That it starts when you guys are young. Yeah. You start feeling the pool. There's a pool. There's a pool. There's a pool. Yeah, you have to prove yourself all the time. Am I talking to the right people this morning? Rejection. Rejection. Who the hell is this? I can never forget that statement. You found us stuck there. I know it's, it's so and so. I'm, I'm here. But there are people that celebrate you over here, and you don't value them. You don't think they're important. But there's just a person that laughs at you, mocks you, but you are always going there. Hmm. You know your your mind is damaged when you keep going to people who reject you. To prove to them that you are good. They are not bad. You are damaged. Like that's actually what is going on here is that you are sick. And I've come with some paracetamol and some panadol this morning to help you. You will not be sick for a long time. Jesus is going to heal you. And you come out of that thing. Because the thing wants to kill you, it wants to destroy you. It wants to destroy you. I remember when I became a pastor. I wanted to be the perfect pastor to the church. I almost died. I almost died. Mm. Until one day, the Lord says to me, stop it, you're going to die. I didn't do what you are doing. You're going to die. So I called this sister, but there's usually one particular person that is making you feel like that. There can be a thousand people around you that are celebrating you, you will not feel them. But if that person claps, ah, it's like your whole world. Oh my God, she has clapped. She has clapped. She has clapped. That girl was controlling me in the church. Yeah, she was controlling me. God had given me a few members that loved me. They loved my messages. But I didn't care about those members. It was that girl. When I preach, I want to know if she's feeling me. If she's feeling me. You get what I'm trying to say? There's usually one person, one person. That whole show is just for one person. There's one person you are trying to hit. That girl, she will not be impressed. So I got tired. Yes, I got tired. I called her for a meeting. I sat her down. I said to her, my sister, I want to talk to you frankly. I am not T.D. Jakes. And I will never be. I'm very sorry. I don't match up. I've tried. I don't match up. You are free to leave. And she left. 
and the church started growing. And today we are in Kalanyoni. And in many other places. Yes. Yes. I remember my meeting with her in the veranda of the flood at Sun City outside. I said, I'm not TDJs. I've tried. I don't match up. No matter what I preach in the church, that girl will never quote me. After the church, back, TDJX, quote number one, quote number two, quote number two. So I started feeling, man, what should I do now? I need to do something. No, no, I can do so many things in the church. As soon as the church service is over, she goes to TDJX, whatever he was preaching that day, then she starts posting it. Ay, my God, I need to do something, I need to do something. So I bought, let me, can I be honest with you? <laughs> I bought the DVDs of TD Church. Come on. The things people can make you do. Small money I could have used to buy bread. I remember I went to Mokase Complex. There was a, a, a special about three DVDs of TD Jakes. When I was buying those DVDs, I knew there's nothing between me and T.D. Jakes. He's a great man of God. I love him, but that's not me. But there's a sister in the church. She hasn't accepted Pastor Pascal. Pastor Pascal must become T.D. Jakes. There's a guy in your life. He hasn't accepted you for who you are. He's trying to make you to be Beyonce. You will be wearing things in the hair. You are asking yourself, what am I doing to myself? What am I doing? What am I doing? But when they come say, that's right, baby. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. That's my girl. And you are asking yourself, what am I doing? My Christianity is flying out of the window. Rejection. The things we do when we are rejected. The things we do. The things some of you have done. Me, it was the TDJX videos. But you know the things you've done. Yeah. Everybody here. I'm just saying my own. And that's the, the unfair part of being a preacher is that people know your stuff. And you never know their stuff. Rejection. Rejection. You will survive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you are a foreigner, you will be rejected. You will feel rejected. And I've also experienced this one a lot. But I want to talk to you about Judas Iscariot. You know, people don't understand Judas Iscariot. People only know that Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus. But people don't know something about Judas, Judas Iscariot. Jesus had how many disciples? Do you know that Judas Iscariot is the only disciple of Jesus? That was not from Galilee. The only one. Andrew was from Galilee. Uh, Peter was from Galilee. Uh, Bartimaeus was from Galilee. Everybody is from Galilee. Judas Iscariot is the only disciple that is not from Galilee. Now imagine they are having a conversation. 
just a normal conversation. Do you realize that Judas Iscariot would feel, I, 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 I don't think I belong here, man. That started happening to him. Have you wondered why he was flowing more with the girls of Jerusalem? When they talk about money, he's flowing with them because he's from there. He was from Judah. He understands the thing, like he understands the money side. They even put him in charge of the money. He was from the city. They were from a little village. So that is one of the contributing factors. That when you are a foreigner in a group, the only woman among men, the only men among women, the only black men among white men, the only white men among black men. Oh, you'll feel rejected just now. You feel rejected just now. How many times have I entered a taxi and it's like I don't exist? No, no, no. It's like you don't exist. People are talking left, right, and center. You are just quiet there like that. You are just praying that let me leave, arrive safe. <laughs> One time I entered a taxi like that. It was hot in the taxi. I was praying. I don't want these people to know that I don't hear because the man kept speaking in Swana the whole time. <laughs> so initially, I thought it was just going to be two sentences and it becomes quiet. So when he said, Dumela said, Ahera. And then he said, Lekai Papa, Retena Lekai Papa. Then it's like a pressure. The man started hitting. So I just say, hey. Then I say, hmm. So I felt I'm in danger. Because this man doesn't realize that he's talking to a dog. I can't hear anything. And he's been talking since San City. We have passed college. He's still talking. He's talking. And I can feel he can't wait for me to say something. When we almost were about to reach the, 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 the four-way stop, I said, short left. That was my only... Because I kept hearing people say, short left, short right, short left, short right. I said, hey, I think for me to escape, let me use a short. So I said, short left. So I said, okay. And I said, okay, sharp, sharp, papa, sharp, sharp. Until today, this man doesn't know. I can't remember. I didn't hear nothing he was talking about. Are you with me? That is the reality of a foreigner. If you want to know more about this thing, go on on YouTube. It's plenty stuff. We don't have time. Just one more I can add to you. If you are a serious Christian, you will be rejected. 
anywhere you are, you are a real Christian, people will not like you. People will do things intentionally to hurt you. Be ready for it. Don't let that bother you much. You'll be rejected. You'll feel rejected if you are dating somebody and all of a the sudden they've ended everything with you. Then Papa to preach the word. I'm trying to preach the word. You see, when they break up with you, you can be fine because when you look around you, there's nobody. When you look around them, there's nobody. But as soon as you look on their side and there's somebody. Even if you were fine, like even the day you say, no, okay, it's fine. Let's just end things. Like you, are, you both agree. Let's end things. Like everybody was okay. But the day the one wakes up and sees that there's another person now that side. Hey, all the hurt, everything comes back. Anger. Then rejection. Then you start. You ask. Then, then you ask. Why? What, what does she have that I don't have? Then you Google her. You Facebook her. You TikTok her. You Instagram her. You snapshot her. You, 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 you socialize her. You want to know who is this? You've entered a project. You entered a project. Unpaid project. Because you are hurt. Because you are rejected. You're feeling now. When, when there was nobody, you were not feeling the rejection. But now that there's a replacement, everything comes back. I just saved somebody's life this morning. When you are rejected, when you are offended, I mean that, remember I told you that seven points, I only gave you two. So go on YouTube, you find everything. But this is what I want to end by telling. When you are offended, don't say, ah, there's nothing. Ah, it's nothing. Ah, life goes on. Ah, life doesn't go on, no. Your own will not go on. As I know, it's nothing. It's not. You are joking. Something is coming for you. I promise you, pause a little and admit, look, I am offended. Or at least ask the question, could it be? Eh? I get it, you don't want to admit but at least ask a rhetoric, a rhetoric question. Could it be that I am offended? Then now, go to the message of Pastor Pascal on Facebook. Could it be that I am offended? Point number one. Point number two. As you are going through the points, ah, 
And I think, I think I am offended. I think I am offended. I think I am offended. And then your solution, like life is starting when you admit. Yeah. Any doctor will tell you that the first step to healing is admitting you are sick. Admit you are sick. One of my shepherds, I was driving with him yesterday. He says to me, Ish, Pastor, I was so sick on Friday. I said, hey, why? He said, no, I, I felt very sick. Then, I said, my God, what happened to you? He said, no, I, he says to me, I think it's this series you started. Am I not bringing sickness to people? He said, no, this series you started. I was listening to the message. I said, no. I realized, you, I'm very offended. He says, I realized I was so offended, I felt sick. <laughs> like, he became sick physically. By just realizing how deeply offended he has been. That's my conversation yesterday with one of my shepherds. He became sick because he said, Ariel, I've been very offended. Please don't let this message just be one of the messages you are just hearing. Let this one, take, take your time with it. Because it can help you a lot to heal, you know, get your life on track. I listen to this thing. You need to listen to them over and over again until God can do a good work in your heart. What is our goal with this message? The sweet spirit. That's our goal. We're trusting God that we will have a sweet spirit. Because some of us, eh, you, it's just that you don't know yourself. Your spirit is no more sweet. You are hard. You are harsh. You are, you are bitter. Even when you say good morning, it's a bitter, it's a, it's a bitter good morning. You see, people are asking us, oh, what's good about that morning? That you are. But God is going to send a sweet spirit in this church. Children will be healed from offense. Elder people will be healed from offense. Beloveds will be healed from offense. All these bad things that have happened to us, God is going to give us a sweet spirit. You will not die of hypertension. You will not die of a stroke. Because you are so offended, you are not, it's, it's becoming so, you know, stroke, eh? if you check stroke well, hypertension, all of those things, usually it's the matters of the heart that a person couldn't deal with. Then it reaches, the nerves can't take it anymore. In the break. I tell you. Imagine when you are a small boy like this. Offense start happening. Nothing is done. You see, it's a build up. It's a build up. When you are 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, it's not, the, the nerves have taken more than enough. They are tired. They've tried to contain, but it's too much. Then one, they coop. It just breaks. So it is important, Vuyo, that we start healing now. That's why we come for prayer on Friday. I want to encourage you to come for prayer. Because you see, that's where God heals us. On Sunday morning, I make sure I'm aware of the problem. But on Friday evening, we deal with the problem. Come for prayer. I promise you it will help you. Anybody that has been coming for prayer, they can tell you. It's helping us. It's healing us. God is helping us. 
Don't miss prayer for nothing. At a fight to be here at prayer, especially from four to six. Just come and sit down, start praying small, small. God will start healing you. God will start helping you. What is the use of knowing the signal but you cannot get it, you cannot heal it? What is the use? And maybe let me challenge you this morning as I close. Forgive. Fight to forgive. Okay, pastor, I can't forgive. It's too painful. Okay, father, pray this prayer. Father, give me the capacity to forgive. Because on my own, I cannot forgive. But I know I should forgive. Before I die. We'll talk more about this next week. Amen? God bless you. Let's stand on our feet this, evening, this morning. It's still the morning. Oh, yes. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. Everybody, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Yes. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stretch my hand this morning above this congregation. I ask, Lord, release the spirit of forgiveness. A sweet spirit. A sweet spirit in this congregation. Take away offense. Take away hurt. Some of us have been deeply wounded deeply hurt by people we trusted. People we relied on. People we confined on. They've hurt us. they betrayed us. And this morning, we're crying to you to say, Father, we want to love again, but we don't know if we should. Heal us. Heal our hearts. Because life is too short to live it hating everybody. Life is too short to live it not enjoying but just enduring every day. Hatred is hard work. Hatred is a full-time job. And I don't want to be employed by hatred. I don't want to be employed by hatred. I want to have a sweet spirit. I want to forgive because I've been forgiven. Oh, yes. Why don't you start talking to him gently now? Lord, help me, help me, help me. I've lost my sweet spirit. I've been rejected and it has affected me. Why don't you start talking to him right now where you are? Father, heal me. Heal me, Holy Spirit. Heal me, Holy Spirit. Heal me, Holy Spirit. This afternoon I present myself to you, Lord. This afternoon, I'm taking my heart to you, my Father. Hear me, Holy Spirit. I'm admitting today that I, I don't always have it in order, my Lord. I don't always know what to do. Father, I admit that I can be offended. I can be offended. I am not as strong as I thought I was. Holy Spirit, this morning, I give myself to you. I say, you be my strength. You be my strength. Heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me, heal me. Teach me to forgive, Lord. Teach me to forgive, Father. This afternoon, I'm making a statement that I'm letting them go. I am letting them go. Help me, help me. I've carried so much. I've carried so much. I've carried so much. I've taken unnecessary stress. I've carried unnecessary loads. I've carried unnecessary anger. I've carried unnecessary unsatisfaction. Oh, Father, help me this morning. Father, may you heal me. Heal me, Jesus. I have become a victim of my emotions.
the anger that I carry in my heart is starting to become my personality. I don't want to be this person, Lord. I don't want to be this person. Father, teach me how to smile naturally. How to smile naturally. Father, cross me to have a sweet spirit, Lord. May I have a sweet spirit, Father. Grace for peaceful nights. Grace for restful nights. Grace for the youth of peace. 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 I give myself to you this afternoon, Lord. Heal me, Jesus. Heal me, Jesus. Heal me, Jesus. Heal me, Father. Heal me, Father. Heal me, Jesus. May I be a good company to be around. May I not complain every day of my life. May this afternoon be the end of my complaints. May this afternoon be the end of my competitiveness. May I be a good friend. May I be a good beloved. May I be a good brother. May I be a good sister. May I be a good wife. May I be a good shepherd. May I be a good leader. I bring my heart to you this afternoon, Lord. I bring this my heart to you. Thank you for the voice that I've spoken to myself today. Thank you for the anointing you've brought on our pastor. Thank you for the lesson we learned today. May this weight, this seed be locked up in my heart. May it be locked up in my heart. Grace to forgive. Grace to confront situations, Lord. May I have the courage to address issues. The courage to address issues with love, with love. May I have strength to confront. Many of us don't have the strength to confront issues. We brush them aside and they boil up. Father, this afternoon, grace and strength to confront issues so that I may have a sweet spirit. I give you glory and I give you praise, Lord. With every eye closed and every head bowed. It's with the same song. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Every eyes closed and every head bowed. You are here this afternoon. And you know that you've never received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You see, having Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior will help you forgive. Will help you confront issues. If the word of God is not the tool that has been used to govern your life, if you are here this afternoon and you know that every decision you make, that everything that governs your life, the word of God is not part of it, then you are not born again. You are not born again. And if you are here, I want to give you the opportunity to really be born again and say, I really want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm tired of being an emotional uh, person. I'm tired of not being able to forgive. I want Jesus to come into my heart and help me. I'm admitting this afternoon, I cannot do it by myself. Therefore, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Jesus and make him my Lord and Savior. 
when I get to the count of three, I want you to raise up your right hand and say, Shepherd, I'm here. I surrender my life to Jesus this afternoon. I'm tired of being offended. Jesus is the help. Not self-motivation books, Jesus. Jesus. And if you're here this afternoon and I'm talking to you, when I get to the count of three, I want you to raise up your right hand and receive Jesus Christ this afternoon. One, two, three. Raise up your right hand if that is you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Raise it up. Raise it up. Do not be shy. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. You can take it down. Now, if you are here and you want to recommit your life back to Jesus, you are saying, I used to. I used to. I used to believe the word. I used to be governed by the word. I used to choose to forgive and forget. I used to choose to give them the other cheek. But now I got enough. There was a point in my life where I got fed up. (coughs) Where I saw myself as being abused and used. I saw myself as being a walk of met. And I decided from that day that I will start telling them how I feel. And myself took over. And now I've been lost angry and controlled by emotions. I've lost my smile. But this afternoon, I'm taking back the power to Jesus. I'm letting go and I'm saying, Jesus, take over again. I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about him, where Jesus is at the center, where I don't fight, he fights. If that is you saying I want to recommit my life back to Jesus this morning afternoon, when I get to the count of three, I want you to also raise up your right hand and say, Shepherd, I am tired and I'm coming to Jesus. It's affecting my health, affecting my relationships, affecting my children, affecting my life, and affecting my career. It ends this afternoon. If that is you, when I get to the count of three, I want you also to raise up your right hand. One, two, three. Raise up your right hand if that is you. Raise up your right hand. Many hands are raising in this place. I'm recommitting my life to Jesus. Thank you so much. You can take it down. You can take it down. Now I want you to take another bold step. I want you to fight every fear, every thought that speaks against what I'm about to ask you. I want you to fight it and decide to come forth. When I get to the count of three, I want you to take a bold step and come stand with me here in front. Come stand with me. One, two, three. If you raised up your hands, please come join me in front. Come join me in front. Come join me in front. Don't be shy. If you know you raised up your hands, come join me. Oh, there were many hands. Come join me. 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 Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Come on, church. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Come join me. Come. Come, 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 come join me, brothers. Don't be shy. Come, come join me. Come on, church. Let's encourage them. Come join me. Come join me. Come join me. Come join me. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Jesus is here for you guys. Jesus is here for you guys. Let's encourage them. Come on. Come on. Let's encourage them. There's grace. There's grace. Amen. You know, I like to give them an opportunity. Can everybody close their eyes and have their head bowed? Everybody. Everybody's eyes closed. Every head bowed, please. 
Nobody's watching. Come join us in front. If you know you raised up your hands. Nobody's watching. It's just Christ Jesus. One, two, three. Come join us. Nobody, everybody's eyes closed, please. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you know you raised up your hands for the altar calls, Jesus is standing here. Don't reject Jesus. Come stand with me. Every eyes closed. Every eyes closed. I would like to ask the ushers, if you saw them, please come stand with them in front so you can encourage them. You can encourage them. Come stand with them. Come stand with them. There's grace. There's grace. There's grace. Hallelujah. I want all of us to lift up our hands. Lift up both your hands. Lift up both your hands. Lift up both your hands. Please, grace. My prayer is that whenever you receive an altar call again, you will have the courage to come to the front. Please repeat after me and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for the word. Thank you for grace. The grace of sending a relevant word that gives me an opportunity to fix myself with you. I surrender my life to you today. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe that you died for me. And on the third day, you rose again that I might be justified. Right now, I believe with everything in me that my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I am saved. I'm restored. I am born again. I am a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me, for restoring me, and for saving me. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I pray for every soul that is here this afternoon. Lord, I pray that you see the decision that they've made. Father, may you forgive them. May you restore them. Father, may the Holy Spirit come and be with them, Lord, and teach them your ways. They've submitted themselves to you. I pray for healing upon everybody that is here. May you write down your, their names in the book of lives. Write down their names in the palm of your hands. May your angels be protecting them and guiding them every way of their lives. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications and to share the link. You can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal, live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life. Oh,